Man, Memphis Grizzlies are flirting with the Slim Reaper. LeBron gets another bag, but some actually think it's his first. And Shaq calls Steph Curry the best in the league. I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling great. How about you? And I'm feeling good too, John. How you living, my friend? I'm living great. And I got to say, this might be the best episode ever I'm just shout playing. out I'm shout just out to the homie sammy, sammy. <laughs> yeah shout out sammy i'm just messing <laughs> of course we miss you sammy but you know we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about lebron james here he got a two-year extension boys for 97.1 million which also includes a third year player option and we all know this is a ridiculous amount of money a big bag but recently, Brian Windhorst actually revealed that he had a conversation with LeBron James. Basically, he said, quote, I brought up to him that he had never actually been the highest paid player on, the, on his team. He was tied with the highest paid pay- player with Chris Bosh, but he wasn't the highest paid. And LeBron James basically snapped his head around and said, that's an untold story. And he went off on a rant, apparently, about being underpaid and which he was, he was very underpaid. So with this in mind, boys, what do you guys think of LeBron James's new contract? I hate to say this, but I'll say it. He's overpaid. And I think I would speak- (laughs) From the Laker fans. I don't want to speak on behalf of all Laker fans. (laughs) Well, he's overpaid because of his age. And I know that he's still putting up ridiculous, ridiculous stats. His numbers were off the charts last year. I'm fully aware of what he did. But he did drop off considerably in the, on the defensive end. And you can just kind of tell that he's, in terms of his athleticism, his ability to stay consistent throughout the game and be dominant, has kind of wavered a little bit. If And I watch the games closely, so I'm the one who's kind of, you know, I have validity when I say that. And... That's not to say that LeBron is an incredible player. It's it's interesting to me because he's overpaid now, but like you were saying in your intro, he was definitely been underpaid probably for the majority of his career. To be on the same level as Chris Bosh, getting the same amount of money as Chris No, no offense to Chris Bosh, but can we all agree on this panel that that's absolutely <laughs> obscene? That's absurd. It's pretty right? absurd. Yeah. It's pretty agreed. absurd. Yeah. I'm and agreed. If anything, he should have been getting all of the money in Cleveland, taking that team to however many titles when they had no business, or not, sorry, taking them to the finals when they had no business being in the finals or with the Miami Heat. But now I get it. Like, the only thing, though, is is I'm not really surprised by it because he's LeBron James. He's one of the greatest players of all time, arguably the greatest. I disagree, but some people will make that case. But... I mean, when you're on that echelon, when you're on that tier, when you're on the Mount Rushmore of players in NBA history, you're going to command that type of contract, regardless of whether you deserve it at this point in time. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts, but that's kind of my take on it. So the take with Brian Windhorst, when you look into the history that he has with LeBron, I think people often forget or don't realize that Brian Windhorst actually went to high school, the same high school as LeBron James and his crew. 
So there's a deep connection. He was a beat writer for the Akron uh, sports paper out there. So whenever he releases information, it seems like it's in favor of LeBron James. So if you're gonna keep that perspective, he did release this tidbit of him getting un underpaid after he signed this crazy contract with the Lakers. So it kind of sets this tone that, hey, he's never been paid the most. And right now he should be get getting what is owed to him since he did win a championship for the Lakers. And the Lakers have had a history of you pay players for not what they're going to do, but what have they done. And a perfect example of that was Kobe. Kobe was well past his prime and they gave him max money knowing that he may not perform as he used to, but the Lakers like to reward players, number one. And number two, they want to have a roadmap because the past few years, to be quite frank, it's been like uncertain on their roadmap on how to construct the team. First, you have a defensive-minded roster. Then the previous season, you have an offensive-minded roster. So at least they know that they have the main catalyst of the group, the main player, the main star player, playing for them at least the next three seasons. So there's stability in mind. Well, I mean, there's somewhat of stability as far as being competitive though True. that's where the argument comes right because True. lebron james is garnishing a huge contract to you guys is this sort of signaling that we are going to go into like the dark days of the lakers here just like when kobe got paid and we had the dark days of the lakers where they weren't winning very much no! <laughs> not in the short term <laughs> Because as long as, and I know that Anthony Davis hasn't had the greatest year. I know, and Russell Westbrook, he's an asset, if anything, or at least an expiring contract that can bring in some more talent, some pieces, or one piece, Kyrie Irving, as you guys are aware of, that is being talked about. But not in the short term, because I think LeBron still has one or two years of excellence left in him. And honestly, guys, I don't get the, the criticism as much. I just don't get it in terms of a lot of, there's a lot of hate about this contract. And it happened with Kobe. And I get it that maybe these players should take a pay cut to help with their, you know, to distribute it more to other players and pay other players more and make the team better. But I have a question for you guys. Steph Curry, he's probably on his the tail end of his career, right? He's 35 years old. If, hypothetically speaking, he was due for a new contract and he got a max deal for two or three years, the same as LeBron here. I don't think you guys would argue that based on what he's done in the past. Now, I, you may make you're an right. argument. You're you right. May, yeah, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. See? So in I don't vacuum. get the Chris. Right, in a vacuum. And I, But what yeah. I'm saying is that because of his what he's done and how legendary his, you know, his past has been and what he's done for the team, you kind of are like caught between a rock and a hard place. So I don't, I just don't get the criticism because I think a lot of teams with the same type of quality player would do the same exact thing. And LeBron brings more to the table, just, just not his stats. Like you've heard multiple players, even the players that left, like Lonzo Ball, you have Ingram, you have all these players that said, when you play with LeBron James, there's added pressure and that just shows you that LeBron wants the highest expectation from his 
teammates, which is what you want, right? Right. He recruits players. That's kind of what you want too. Your star player to do all that. Right. Yeah, I think why it bothers some people is because like, okay, so we we love Steph Curry, right? For everything that he's done for the Warriors and stuff like that. I would say that you love Kobe Bryant, right? Mm -hmm. So when he got a fat contract, you didn't think much of it. Do you love LeBron James for that one championship as much as we love Steph Curry or you love Kobe Bryant? Yeah, do you love him as much as Sammy loves him? <laughs> Definitely not. Sammy right? loves him right? way so more. I, I see I see where I'm people gonna... are coming from here, right? A yeah. little bit. I mean, the longevity plays into it, of course. Yeah. And just... LeBron hasn't been a Laker for more than five years. And yeah. you have to factor that into the situation. But, you know, it, it's not his fault, clearly. And I guess if I were in his shoes, I would probably do the same thing. And I think a lot of people would do the same thing. Maybe not. Maybe some people would, would say, I want to win more championships or... You know, I guess maybe in LeBron's eyes, he thinks that, well, the team still, I mean, this is a billion dollar franchise, multi-billion right. dollar franchise. They don't have a lack of money. They can still, maybe they can go for the luxury tax, they can pay the fees and the fines or whatever it may be. He, I mean, you know, he's looking out for himself. And could he have done, taken a pay cut and made the team better? Yeah, I get it. He did that with the Miami Heat, so. I mean, at the end of the day, the yeah. Lakers are still, they still have talent. It's not as if LeBron was is the only player. The thing about the, if you look back at what Kobe did, and I'm not saying, I'm not criticizing the contract, but that was even more egregious in terms of if you're making an argument that, you know, the team, you know, that's selfish for him to do that because that, that Lakers team was actually terrible. You know right. what I mean? They didn't You're have right. talent. They didn't have Anthony Davis. Yeah. I mean, Westbrook yeah. is whatever. Yeah. You can criticize them, but he's still like a talented player, regardless of how, you know, offbeat and how much yeah. of a momentum killer he is. So there's the, that's the main difference to me. Yeah, there's there's still a playoff team within this team. And so I'm, I'm right. agreeing with you there. And Do it looks like, go, go ahead, John. Or JJ. No, the, just to uh, sum it up, this year they're in cap hell, but if there is a light at the end of the tunnel, after Westbrook and a few of their other players are off the books, they could get Kyrie. Yeah, Free there, agency, there's still right? flexibility. Yeah. Free agency, yeah. Yeah, next year still holds flexibility. Even this year, if they could, if they can make some moves. But nobody in NBA history will have more career earnings than LeBron James, which is going to be basically half. The Half a billion dollars, which is a lot of money, and that is well-deserved for him. Another piece of news that came out today, the Grizzlies and the Hawks apparently are interested in trading for Kevin Durant. The first news came from Memphis, and basically, Memphis was not willing to trade Desmond Bain or Jaron Jackson Jr., and I guess there's been some flirting between, like, Durant and, and Ja, like, Durant, he put a like a tweet out there saying they want all the smoke out there in Memphis, like complimenting them for their their um, <laughs> their offseason antics. Also, Jaw tweeted out easy money when Durant announced that he wanted to get traded. What do you guys think of this news that the Grizzlies are interested in Kevin Durant here? I mean, why wouldn't you be interested in Kevin Durant, number one? 
I feel like everyone two, should be, right? Everyone should be, <laughs> but it's the the drawback with all these conversations is what is what is going to be in an exchange and if you read all the remarks online about this Memphis news, it's funny that out of all the players, Memphis is not willing to trade Desmond Bain or Triple J and it's just like, are you kidding me? You should be willing to give up every single person on that roster with the exception of Jaw or yeah. KD. But you know, like I guess if you wanna like really break it down in terms of basketball, you trade one player in for your depth, how will it affect your team? And the Grizzlies, I think they're known for their depth, their defense, their depth right. and defense. That's how they gave the Warriors some trouble during the playoffs. So, I mean, I mean, John Morant the, was injured for a lot of last season, and that's when yeah. they went on that big run. It so was it like, was because of their depth. Yes, they were right, twenty JJ. and two, right? Twenty yeah. two or eighteen and two during that run, and. Memphis fans, I do remember this. You're telling John not to play. You're calling him out, saying go back to the bench. <laughs> you're calling us. You're causing us to lose. So I do remember this. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. So you yeah, know, John, some what of do the you think? some of the best moves are the ones you don't make, right? Yeah. And I yeah. Are you talking I've, for the Grizzlies or for Kevin Durant? For the Grizzlies. <laughs> oh well, no, for the Grizzlies. <laughs> okay. I don't know if getting Kevin Durant is the best decision. And the reason I say that is because, yes, the Warriors have been a, a, a thorn in their side. But if we're looking beyond this year or the next year, you have to realize that the Warriors dynasty is inevitably coming to an end, right? Eight Father Time is undefeated. So at some point... <laughs> <laughs> as much as as much as JJ is controlling the uh, the, the, the sound, of the the sound effects here. and the vocals over here, I know deep down inside he actually agrees with me. When that time comes, when Father Time comes to t to take them all to pasture and and Cabo in Mexico, wherever they want a vacation, the Grizzlies are super young. They have a really young team, and they have an up and coming team. And so when the Warriors exit, whenever that may be, maybe another team is going gonna, is gonna to compete, is going to rival them. But they have kind of an open door for them to walk through and really get a chance at, at winning a championship, depending on how things play out, injuries, of course, and how these guys, young guys progress. But they are a super young team. And like you said, they have a lot of depth, which was their main strength. So I don't know if trading for a guy that's already close to his you know on his way to his late 30s i think he's 35 36 correct me if i'm wrong i don't know are you going to sacrifice your future because that's what's going to take to get kevin durant and i don't think that's the right move personally so jun you like and john i'll ask you both you like katie john morant and dylan brooks or you like katie ben simmons and kyrie which one's the better trio? <laughs> oh man, mm. it, it's it's tough to say because you have to include the mental aspect of these players. Okay. Right. Uh -huh. And like you have no idea what you're getting from Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. So it's like if I'm playing NBA 2K, I'm take I'm taking the Net Squad because they're so unbelievably talented and they mesh really well together. 
But since we're not, I would take the more like stable people in John Morant and Dylan Brooks. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. John? I would take the sure thing, which is the Nets. And the reason I say that is because I don't know. At this point in time, I'd have to watch it. But John Morant has not played with another superstar before, like Kevin Durant. So I don't True. know how that would play out. I mean, maybe he'll learn. Maybe he would, yeah. you know, adjust. But it, it is a big adjust. It's, it's, you're looking, like John Morant's looking, you know, across the court. And he's not seeing anybody he's equal, not even close, on the current team. But he looks at Kevin Durant, and he's probably looking not only at an equal, but somebody who's considered better than him. And how is that going to play out? There's a lot that yeah. goes into it. So I would take the shirt thing in the Nets. Haiti which... would just feel like he like went back into time to play with like Russell Westbrook and like <laughs> who's who's like Dylan Brooks, like Andre Robertson or something. Someone that can't shoot a three. You know what the I mean? Play defense. Yeah. It's like OKC all over again. The 2010 OKC team. But I'm gonna get to this Hawks conversation. They they enter the chat and they basically said, "Hey Nets, we're gonna offer you DeAndre Hunter." Hunter, John Collins, and a first-round pick for KD, and Nets were like, "That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not even going to to entertain this." Right? Shoot like that, shot. that that is such a weak offer. I don't even know what this report was all about by Sean. Super weak. Sometimes nonsense. your it's friends like, out there need to pure nonsense. Pure nonsense. I mean, dude, you're shot. not going to yeah. trade. You're not trading Dejounte Murray. You're not trading Trey Young. This is that's just a, a joke. Yeah, this is this is a joke. This is like, come on, guys, really. Yeah. Next one here, Jason Tatum was on an interview with Bleacher Report. Um, I think it was with Taylor Rooks. Taylor Rooks asked about his NBA Finals loss and how he took it, basically. And this was the quote from him: "For those four days after, I was miserable. I really, really was. It took some time to get over that funk." and just kind of enjoy my life, enjoy being around my son and my family. I feel like sometimes I come off so laid back that I don't know if people understand how much I invest into this game, how much I care, how hard I work, he continued. But it was just so tough because I literally gave everything that I had and to feel like I ran out, that I didn't have anything left to give and that we were so close. I didn't have an appetite. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to go anywhere. What do you guys think of Jason Tatum kind of opening up about his feelings after the loss and also his response to Taylor Rook's uh, question here? So whenever, when I was in high school playing ball and we lost, it's a super gnarly feeling that you can't get out. You don't want to do anything. I mean, all of us on some degree have felt, I, I, don't, I don't want to take anything away about like, people's emotions, but John, you've witnessed the Lakers lose. June, we've witnessed the Niners lose. And when they lose championships, it's like a freaking gut punch. And oh man, yeah. I don't want to listen to any sports talk radio. I don't want to go out. I'm like, I'm moody. You could ask my wife about that. But what, I'll, <laughs> what I will say about Jason Tatum is that I love that he was miserable. You know why? Because you, without progress, there's no struggle. Shout out to Frederick Douglass. And this shows that he cares, man. That he yeah. wants to win and he cares about his legacy. The other outlook is, what if he was just like Westbrook? 
when we, you guys remember we talked about this in a pod a while back where Westbrook had a response where he said if we win a championship cool if we don't I'm okay with that and life goes on which is fine but <laughs> I love Jada, Jason Tatum's response which is like yeah. I'm I don't want to do anything I'm in a funk I'm trying to enjoy my life but I can't because he he wants to win and that's why we love watching basketball yeah I, I mean as much like it's so hard to hate on Jason Tatum and I try very <laughs> I try to I try to hate him as much as possible because he's of the jersey he wears but I just can't I mean he, he see, legitimately seems like a guy that like a, a guy that has a good head on his shoulders that he's a nice dude that he wants to win that he wants to excel like he's Kobe's his favorite player so how can I how can I possibly hate that guy he's you know I believe his words I believe what he's saying here and I think and so there were reports also that came out I think maybe a day ago or maybe 12 hours ago that he played the finals with a fractured wrist and right. before Roe and JJ roll their eyes <laughs> because they think I'm using that as an excuse it's not I'm but you know everybody has is banged up everybody has injuries everybody at that point in the NBA season but Jason Tatum you know, I kind of, it makes sense because he was completely inconsistent, even though he has been inconsistent, but he didn't look himself. That's not an excuse, but, you know, to come that far, to play all, you know, and I, not all 82, but to go through the regular season, to be one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, to win playoff series after playoff series, and to come within two games of winning the NBA Finals, I can't even imagine what that feels like. JJ said that he gets upset when he loses rec you know pickup games or a high school game when he was playing um you know for his team i get it like as a competitive person it feels awful but can you imagine making it to the nba finals where nothing is guaranteed i mean the phoenix yeah. suns were thought to make it this year they didn't even sniff it after making it last year and so yeah right you, nothing is guaranteed so you, if you if you make the finals you got to take advantage of that opportunity and it didn't work out for him but you got to love his his tenacity. You have to love his determination, and you have to you know you got to love the fact that he's being open and honest about it. So, as much as I want, I'm, I hate the Boston Celtics. I'll cheer for Jason Tatum all day. I don't you know. I like yeah. the guy. I'm I'm with both of you. I think this is a good response to this question because there was really only one right answer, right? Which is be miserable. Yeah. Like you got to be able to think about it, use it as motivation. That's something that maybe he could have tried to like put in there is that it just added extra fuel to the fire. I would have liked to hear that. But in general, it was the right answer. But something else interesting came up during this interview. Mm. And basically, they were talking about stars versus superstars. Okay. There's been a, a lot of debate kind of recently about this, like about stars and superstars. I think, didn't Shaq say that there's only like like three superstars in the league and like everyone else is just stars. I agree with so, him. The conversation, yeah. I think I might agree with him too, by the way, but the conversation came up between Taylor Rooks and Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum basically asked Taylor Rooks. He said, was like Kyrie, is he a superstar? Taylor Rooks said yes. And then went to Dame Lillard. 
And Taylor Rook said, not a superstar yet. This has caused a huge argument over Twitter, including Skip Bayless, who has joined the chat. And he says that Taylor Rooks is right. So <laughs> for you guys, do you guys think that Kyrie Irving is a superstar and Dame Lillard is not? He's a star. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with JJ first here. Okay, so if we're going with what Shaq has said, when I think about superstar, I'm thinking about Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tom Brady. Those are superstars where the casual fan would see them at the airport and get starstruck. I don't think Kyrie is a superstar because he's not top mm. 10. He's maybe top 15, but... And he's... he's. I mean, we love basketball, so I'm going to put him high on the list for his... Uh, his skills, but superstar, if we're gonna define it like that? No, I don't think so, but Dame, is Dame a superstar? If Kyrie's not a superstar, Dame's not a superstar. But I get the I get the argument, and I know why people are disagreeing, but when it comes to the NBA, one thing matters most, even though it's an unfair argument for some, which is championships, man. Championships and how you play in the postseason, and you are measured with your post, season performances and Dame has had a few but he hasn't been as successful as people had hoped so I I, I kind of guess I get the blowback John so, what do you think what do you think so, I have I have quite a, you know I'll, I'll try to keep it condensed here but I, I agree with JJ superstar definition to me is a little different it's kind of similar to what he said but for argument's sake let's remove that label and let's okay. just for for say that the what they're saying here in this article or what taylor brooks and tatum or taylor brooks was saying is that kyrie irving is better than damelin lillard they are not on the same level not even close right like kyrie is a tier above dame lillard and i'll disagree with that solely on this fact kyrie irving won his championship with lebron james that's mm. who he's who he played with damian lillard's best player that he played with was cj mccullum and so you maybe have lamarcus really, aldridge for like a year lamarcus aldridge maybe yeah yeah maybe. yeah okay that's a good point yeah. but even then lamarcus didn't play any defense i mean he put up a lot of offense yeah that, that's points, true that's true yeah. So we're, we're splitting hairs here anyway. Yeah, we're splitting hairs yeah. here, regardless of who it is. It's, it doesn't come close to who, the, the quality of play that LeBron James is. And so you have to factor that into your assessment, at least in my eyes. Because That's you can't a great say, point. You can't say that, oh, Ky I mean, Kyrie had the luxury of playing with LeBron James. If Dame Lillard played with LeBron James, you can't say that he would or would not win a, have won a championship. But you can say that his chances would have been greatly improved. Like, right. that's not an argument to me. And so you have to factor all of these things to my, in my eyes when you make an assessment like that. And I don't think they're doing it. Yeah, actually, you're right, John. I'm going to just call out um, her take because Kyrie, after he left the Cavs, he hasn't done anything. Right. Yeah. He's been bounced in the first round multiple Boston. times. Boston, the Nets, yeah. Boston and Nets, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, to me, the definition of superstar is literally 
just like a polarizing player. And I don't think either one of these choices are, are that polarizing. When we're talking about like the Giannis Atentacupo, right. LeBron James, Steph Curry, we're like winning just like follows those guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I don't think, at least Dame hasn't showed it yet, but Kyrie has definitely not showed winning wherever he goes. So, but anyway, we're going to take a short little break with a word from our sponsor. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly. Win or lose. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's wow. that's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and up in most eligible states and age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. One per customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued as 825 free bets. Wow. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Very nice. Thank Very you. Nice. Tongue twister. Tongue twister right there. Very, yeah. Yeah. Dang, All right. Moving on, guys, moving on to <laughs> our second half of this episode. So Skip Bayless is not only attacking LeBron James, but he's attacking his offspring. I don't know if you guys have heard this story here, <laughs> but Bronny James is a junior in high school, and they recently his team recently faced off against France's national team, I think same in high school. And one of the plays, he drives to his left and puts a player on a poster, driving to his left and dunking one-handed with his right away from the basket. And if you know basketball, that's a very difficult thing to do because you're moving away from the basket. Your momentum's, momentum's carrying you away. You have to be an athletic freak. And it's Bronny James. It's LeBron James's son. So we're not surprised by it, but it, it, it you know, Twitter was going off. It was all over social media, and it was a heck of a dunk. So catch it if you haven't seen it. But the story here is that Skip Bayless tweets after that, and he goes, quote, Hey, Bronny, dot, 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 impressive. But your dad would have dunked it left-handed. You sure <laughs> got away with it, though. Now, okay. I got to compose myself because the level of petty here is is out of this world it yeah it's crazy and then free agent i'm sorry former nba guard jalen rose calls him out and defends Bronny. he says quote nobody should be overcritical of high school players in particular those of professional athletes he said especially if you were a junior in high school referring to skip bayless and only averaged 1.4 points per game (laughs) 1.4 guys so I want to know, what do you guys think of this story? I'm going to start it off with Roe. I mean, legendary response by Jalen Rose. So shout out to him because that, that is exactly correct. Also, come on. The kid is in high school. He's a junior, okay? Of course, of course he's going to dunk it with his right hand. You know why? Because his right hand is probably stronger and can grip the ball better 
than his left. He probably hasn't developed that yet. I mean, how tall is he? He's like six foot one, six foot two. So his hands so, yeah. aren't that big, right? And that's it's it's getting a little nitpicky, Skip Bayless. Too petty, too nitpicky. What do you think, JJ? Yeah, you know, as a as a dad, as a father, don't go after someone's son because you don't know what's gonna happen to you, boy. But anyways, <laughs> keep it uh keep this you know peace and friendly. I'll just say this: the old mentality when you play basketball is when you drive on your left, you finish with your left, right? Like John, what you were saying. But the new school is it's actually could be more beneficial if you drive on your left, you finish with your right, because now you're guarding your ball with your body. So to actually finish with your right on the left hand side is more difficult. So Skip yeah. Bayless, you probably shouldn't be commenting on a basketball player that is more athletic, more skillful, and knows the modern game way better sure. than you. You know, it, I mean, Skip Bayless has been trying to get LeBron James' attention for the past 15 years, and LeBron has never bit <laughs> once. Yeah. But he's reached a new low. He's like, I'm going to go after his son, and maybe he'll say something. Yeah. But yeah, you, you guys are right. I mean, hitting him with a, with a right-handed dunk is so much more difficult. Yeah. And, like, it's actually, I think, Ro, you mentioned it, that the defensive player is expecting you to go up with your left. So in a sense that it's a surprise. If you can if you can shift to your right hand, your off hand in that instance, because you're going to your left, it actually is better in terms of, of trying to, you know... Avoid wave, a block. Yeah, avoid, yeah, exactly. Avoid a block and, and, yeah. and get the defensive player to not uh, anticipate. So, yeah, Skip Bayless, way out of pocket here, dude. But what can we expect from the guy? Come on, it's give me true. a break. It's not okay. <laughs> Moving on to our next topic. <laughs> so Shaquille O'Neal, the big diesel, the big Aristotle, whatever you want to call him. The former, I think he's like a police officer or chief police or something Doctor. in Miami. Dr. O'Neal. Dr. O'Neal. He was recently on his, he was on his, on his own podcast, the big podcast with Shaq, with his co-host, Nichelle Turner. And on this episode, he said that Steph Curry is the best player in the world. And before I move on, I know that Rowan and JJ are smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> but Turner asked incredulously, questioning Shaq. And Shaq quoted, was quoted by saying, yeah, by far. Hell yeah. End quote. Mm-hmm. The reason he believes so much in Curry and in the Warriors is that he the real ones are recognized by the championships. And O'Neal said that was something that two-time champion Kenny the Jet Smith would say to him all the time. So I have no one else to ask because Sammy's not here, which I would love to ask the <laughs> impartial audience. But I'll throw it to one of the one of the avid warrior fans here. So as un as impartial as possible and as unbiased as you guys can, can make it. Do you agree with Shaq? And do you think that the best player in the league is defined by championships more than anything? Because that's what Shaq here is saying. I'll leave it up open for him, whoever wants to jump in. I'm going to say yes. 
Of course. Because, I mean, the timing, the timing's perfect for Shaq to say this, right? Because Steph Curry just won it. And he won it by being the best player on the floor, right? So literally, he just went through the playoffs as the best person in every single series that he was in. So to call him the best player, I mean, he's holding the ring. He's holding the ring this year, right? So you got to say yes. Also, I don't know if having the most championships per se um, make you the best player, but I think holding the most recent one probably holds more more value, more weight. What do you think, JJ? I love Shaq's quote, which is, real ones are recognized by the championships. When he says real ones, Shaq is one of the best players to play the game. Top five for some, top 10 for majority. And Shaq has played with an abundance amount of talent around him. You have Penny, you have Wade, and you obviously have Kobe. So for him as a big man to recognize someone like Steph Curry, who's more skill-based and doesn't dominate with his physicality like Shaq did, Shaq is just giving him props. And we saw what Steph did in the playoffs. He went against the MVP in the league in Jokic, the runner-up within Luka, and he went against the arguably best defense in both the Celtics and the Grizzlies. And the, just yeah. don't don't forget, guys, that the Celtics, they made Giannis score poorly. They made KD score poorly, like below average numbers. And you know what Steph did in the playoffs? He was the best player on both teams and shot efficient. Mic drop. Yeah, I'm with, I'm 100% with you, JJ. John, what do you think, man? man. John, but I would love to hear you. I'm waiting, man. No, I I don't. Who says I have a rebuttal? For anything, for all you know, I could completely agree with you guys. Okay, I I will say this. I'm not mad at it. I don't know if you guys are surprised by that answer, but I'm not mad at it because, to me, best player, defining a best player is very subjective. And Mm -hmm. if, like you guys said, if Shaq is basing it on being the best player and winning a championship and and Steph Curry was lighting it up he was the most impactful player in the finals clearly so I can see the case for it but if you're that's why I said the timing was perfect right exactly yeah the timing was perfect for this quote yeah 100% but if somebody makes an argument says my best player is defined by all around who impacts both the offense and the defensive end then it's not going to be Steph Curry. It's going to be somebody else. So to me, it's very mm-hmm. subjective, but Shaq has his own opinion, even though he's like the ice cream flavor of the week. You know, Shaq says something different every week. It's just what he does. He's Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. But again, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and I'm not mad at it. I, I'm totally fine with this, 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 uh, this comment. So Steph Curry, best player in the world. No worries. Yeah, and you but, know what? Do you guys want to go to Double or Dud, or should we save it for next week with Sammy? It's up to you. What What are we at time wise? Thirty nine minutes. Oh damn. Okay, maybe we should just cut it then. All right. Yeah. Do you want me to cut it, or are you gonna cut it? We'll We'll save it for Sammy, man. That's okay. actually all we have for tonight's pod. I want to thank you two for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Hey, man. Always fun to do this. 
John, thanks for being on, man. It, it really wasn't the best episode ever. Sammy, we miss you, man. Come back soon. <laughs> Of course, shout out to Sammy and shout out to RJ, who's always putting us up on YouTube, on Twitch, wherever. Remember to rate, subscribe and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panza. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.